Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Three billionaire playboys. One, but also sometimes two lowly entrepreneurs. One chance to hit the big bucks. If you've seen Dragon's Den or Shark Tank, this is the same as those. But not similar enough to constitute any sort of legal action. This is Rat's Nest. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rat's Nest. It's the only podcast hosted by three multi-billionaire playboys. It's a show where lowly entrepreneurs pitch their business and product ideas in exchange for our big money and our cash dollar bills. Hello, my name is Sherman Michael Shunk. <laughs> Happy to be here. And here I am with my two biggest dollar bad boys. I'm talking about Jeremiah St. Baby. I'm every Bitcoin as happy to be here as you. Excellent. And I'm also talking about Hank Ass. I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. I'm a multiple home owner. I'm a sinner. I'm a saint. I do not feel ashamed. I do appreciate my friends Hank Ass and Jeremiah St. Baby. Thank you for being here, my boys. What's going on and how are you? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, okay. Starting on a low note there, Jeremiah. Look, it's 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 about CN Tour. I'm in a bad way with this. I'm in a bad way with CN Tour. Um, the city of Toronto, uh, just for the listener, I erected a duplicate CN Tower uh, made out of kind of junk materials and food materials that attracted all the animals. And it kind of formed like a garbage tower. Teeming with creatures from uh, the uh, the great 416 area code. The mayor has given me an ultimatum. He wants me to tear it down at my expense. It's going to cost me, guys, I'm ashamed to say it, a couple billion to take <sighs> this thing down and clear it away. And if I do it, I'm going to dip into millionaire status. I've never been so upset. What? You Okay. I'll be temporarily a millionaire. I'm losing my mind. Sorry, can I just stop? Can we, um, are you sure you want to talk about this on the show? Yeah, don't do this. I feel no. like this is maybe an off, off, off show kind of conversation that I actually, now that I'm thinking of it, I feel like you should have brought this up before we started recording. I feel yeah, like I, I should really, have been informed. I feel like we should have been informed of this, not even just as hosted the show, but as your friends and as fellow billionaires. Sherman, could I just ask you, and I feel like we've probably got the same answer, so we could just say it at the same time. Round number, how many friends do you have that are mere millionaires? On three, one, two, three, zero. zero. Yeah. None of them. Yeah, I, zero I, I, friends like that. I haven't done the deal yet, mind you, but, you know, it's been, I, I got wiped out in the crypto flattening recently. Um, a lot of my wealth. I should have pumped and dumped it. So anyway, I'm, I'm like Tony Soprano. I'm going around my house. I'm looking for stacks of cash that I just forgot that I left in places when I was a mere kind of millionaire. 
You know, I'm, I'm calling up my gumars. I'm going to their houses. I'm digging up bird baths of, of seed money. At your gumars' you know. houses. Yeah. yeah. Jeremiah, uh, could I ask you, you know, I just, just to take a slight tangent, because you brought up an interesting topic for anyone who's got a lot of that money. Most interesting place, each of you has a stack of cash hidden on your property or not on your property. Go. I have a really big fat gumar living down in Cincinnati, and... I keep a bundle of cash inside of her. That's very interesting because my fa- one of my favorite spots uh, that I like to keep my extra cash is I actually, I don't know if you've seen the film Videodrome, but I have sort of like a hole in my stomach, kind of like when James Woods puts a, he hides a gun in his body about halfway through the movie. I've got kind of just a, you know, just a slit in my stomach that I put my cash in, kind of like a body pouch of sorts. It reminds me of Existence. Oh, well, they have those weird little buttholes on their backs, right? Every Cronenberg Every movie, Cronenberg. someone's got a stack of something somewhere. If the protagonist doesn't have one to three extra orifices, it ain't a Cronenberg film. That's it not Cronenberg. Cronenberg. It's not Cronenberg. That's true. My favorite part of Eastern Promises is when the Russian gangsters say, uh, show us your extra hole. Yeah. <laughs> in the shower scene. And then he well, keeps the funny. shit out of them. He doesn't want to show them his extra hole. He's shy. But it's funny age. you should mention those East, those those gangsters though, because I got some Russian gangsters that uh, said that they, you know, look if I dip it, I have a bet with these Russian gangsters. If I go be- below a billion, it's not just friendship here that's on the line, but if I go b- below a billion, I told them that they could kill me. Oh, because no. I I was so confident that that was never going to happen. That's I mean, billionaire that's, Russian bu- roulette yeah. you're describing. For anyone who doesn't know, billionaire Russian roulette is you bet some Russians, you agree with some Russians. <laughs> That they can kill you if you fall below a billion dollars. Yeah. It's a bet you make with yourself that Russians get to be a part of. Because the reality of this of, of life as a billionaire is if you drop below that billion point, you might as well kill yourself. There's no point in living at that point. So, you know, I'm, I'm afraid for my friend. I'm glad that you've made arrangements, you know. But I, I fear for you, I feel for your life. You know? You're glad that I made arrangements to I'm sorry, end my life? So that you don't have to do the deed. Otherwise, I assume you'd ask us to do the deed. Or you got to take it into your own, own hands. And no billionaire should have to do that. There is a third option that I deign not ask you. If you're about to ask to borrow money, I'm going to fucking kill you, man, myself. You don't do that. Okay, so you're saying I got to, I don't know, defend myself against these Russians that if I engaged? If you want to make a quick, you know, couple million, you do what any other former billionaire does. You survive the most dangerous game. Yep. That's how you do it. We take yep. you to the island. We hunt you. If you survive for three days, mm-hmm. we will give you uh, what amounts to chump change for us in return. And then you also get your life. Yeah, you can survive that if you want to Them's survive the rules. that. You can Them's get the rules. You knew this when you when you took this life on. When you became a billionaire. When you became one of my billionaire bad boys. You knew this would happen. You know you're gonna have to turn over your billionaire key. You're not gonna get any into any of the exclusive parties. Say goodbye to 2021 post COVID Atlantis party. No, yep. you're not no. coming to Atlantis if you only got six figures, seven figures. No, but I'm gonna go to Jeff Bezos's key party. You can't. You, you think you're coming to Jeff what Bezos's key party? What makes you think you're party? going? Yeah, are you out of your you're mind, out of your my friend? Fucking mind. We're going to the moon, you psycho. You think Bezos is gonna take you to the moon in his cute, in his cute little rocket? After all I've done for you, know that none of that, none of that means shit. If you drop below that billion, my friend, 
I'm here for you. I love you. You got my moral support, but you know the rules. We can't really help you. It's going to look bad on us. It's going to look bad on my business. You know what I mean? It looks bad on me too, boys. Look, I... Oh, it looks terrible on you. That's not in dispute. Don't play, yeah. don't play you, you look like Frankly, you look like shit. Now that you. we've been talking about it, you look terrible, my friend. I yeah. know. I'm disheveled. My suit jacket's all torn up. I wore a barrel to work the other day. Oh, my God. A, a nice Givenchy designer barrel like we all no. bought together as friends? No, it was Hugo Boss. Hugo oh, Boss God. barrel! You're oh. fucking popper level. You're a popper. Oh, I know. Shit. I know. This is bad, Jeremiah. This is bad. Okay, okay, look. The rules are the rules. I gotta survive the the dangerous yes. game. That's all I gotta do, right? And then I get my... I mean, that'll get you like a million, two million. Alternatively, I will allow you to reach into my flesh pouch, grab whatever you think you can get with one hand. Can I give you a third option? And this is the hardest. You duel another billionaire. You take his head. You get his powers <laughs> and his wealth. We know this. His we powers and his wealth will flow into you with lightning from the skies. Yeah, I believe we've become, talked about this, yeah. That's what Kevin O'Leary was doing. Yeah, he ran true. down that old couple on the lake with his boat. Right. He was aiming for their heads. Guys, I just don't think I can stomach it. All this violence. It's like, yeah, I gotta fight another billionaire. Jeremiah, you are one of the shrewdest businessmen I know. You were born to be a king, and you were born mm. to be a billionaire. You're a smart guy. You're the one who came up with uh, Lion King one and a half, the Timon and Pumbaa story. Yep. People Straight weren't doing sequels that way People before People weren't you. doing sequels that way. That's right. Yeah. Just sneaking it in the middle. You right. made that happen. You also did Jungle 2.5 Jungle with Tim Allen, the oh, sequel to yeah. Jungle 2 Jungle. <laughs> yeah. You did a sequel to Jungle to Jungle. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Jungle Book, but I remember, yeah, you did a sequel jungle, to the, jungle to the two, forgotten two Tim Allen jungle. movie Jungle 2 Jungle. Right. 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 Was that, who else was it? Was that Jonathan Taylor Thomas also in there? You know, I was just a producer. I just bankrolled the thing. But, you know, I said, make sure it's a sequel. And it's already got the two in it. So it's just kind of fun. You added the decimal. You added the decimal. You were the guy who said that Pizza Hut should look like a little hut. That's right. Thank you. And you were also the guy who said, if that branch goes out of business, the following restaurant has to maintain the shape of the little Pizza Hut hut. They can't change the roof. And that's the reason we have nail salons and ramen places with the Pizza Hut roof. With the Pizza Hut hut. With the Pizza Hut roof. Absolutely. That's the kind of innovator you you are. That's the kind of trendsetter you are. I was going to say, my friend's veterinarian office. Yeah. Former Pizza Hut. I mean, you've come up with some of the great things. You're forgetting one of my biggest it is a space elevator that was supposed to go to the moon. They got about halfway. But if you get in that thing, it's a one-way trip to death. But you get into space. <laughs> Anything's a space elevator if it's an elevator in, that exists uh, in space. In space. I see what you mean. Can I also say that my favorite thing that you invented that you've never even gotten paid for, and that's to your absolute discredit. My favorite thing you invented was when you pretend to reach for something to give it to someone, but you just pull out your middle finger. That's that, funny. That is I the still use greatest. It. People yes, still use yes. that. I saw Seth Meyers use it the other night. You got to turn that into a non-fungible token or something. Yeah, that's what I got to <laughs> do. Well, I got guys to work on that. Can you turn a, like a, a behavior? Can you make that a non-fungible token? I, I've already done that. Anytime, oh. anytime someone goes, what's I already you, put that into right. a non-fungible token. So now that it's been digitized, I get money from that. I get money anytime someone does the shocker hand gesture and then points <laughs> to it with their other's hand and says, sorry about him, I usually keep him yeah. locked up. 
Who let him out? You guys remember, obviously, I'm with stupid t-shirt, and whoever you're standing next to is stupid. Yeah. Um, I wish with I the arrow. The arrow. Yeah, yeah. with the yeah. arrow. Yeah. That was the yeah. game changer down at St. Baby Labs. That was a huge game what changer. What about that one of yours that's the shirt that has the arrow that points up? It says, the man. And then uh, another arrow that <laughs> yes. points to both sides to say, the myths, pointing to where the nipples are, and then the legend pointing down. Yeah. <laughs> your your nipples are the myths, the, the right? Myths. The man yeah. point, the yeah, man. pointing up yeah. at your face, yeah. the man, and then the two arrows pointing yeah. to the nips yeah. and the myths, and yeah. then an arrow pointing down the legend. Yeah, and it kind of forms a cross. Oh nice yeah, moment. right. Yeah, the station. Yeah, yeah, I like. That. Yeah. Well, we've all done some good stuff, and it's it's nice to remind each other that. All right, let's introduce our guest. That's let's right. get a yeah. pitch. Let's get going. Um, my friends. Uh, thank you for listening. This is The Rat's Nest, and I hope that you're still listening. And you are, because otherwise you wouldn't hear me give this introduction. Please welcome to The Rat's Nest, housewife by career, Francois Fabrique. Welcome, Francois. Oh, bonjour, fellas. Lovely to meet you. Oh, okay, bonjour, hi. Bonjour, oh, okay. bonjour, hi. So, such a pleasure. So, let me just start off my pitch by asking you, obviously, you'll know the answer, what is the biggest problem in the world? Just go ahead. Uh, forks are too, there's too many prongs on a Definitely fork. Definitely the fork thing is up there single, for sure. One prong, yeah. just a spike, sort of like a yeah. sharp chopstick. Right. And in those ways, you are correct. However, the biggest problem, obviously, in the world is when I am going to the bathroom and my boyfriend asks me a question while I'm in the bathroom. That's not the time for chit chat. I'm busy, you know? So. Mm-hmm. What I'm thinking, um, beloved rats, is what if there was some sort of way for him to log his questions that he has for me while I'm in the bathroom, and then when I'm out of the bathroom, I could have a look at them at that point when I'm ready to receive them. (laughs) And it would be very, thank you, yes, it would be very low margins. It could be a piece of paper. It could be a whiteboard. It could be a number of different things. He could write it in his phone in his notes. What I present to you is that he just stopped fucking asking me questions while I'm in the bathroom. Additionally, additionally, I have two pitches. What is... Hello, rats. I'll just restart in case case we want to go. (laughs) Bonjour, hi. Welcome. Bonjour, hi. So I have an additional one in case we want to edit this in instead if this one is better. (laughs) We're going to use both for sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure we're going to use both. Yes. I love that you think this is edited. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hello uh, hello ratty boys so do you think so what do you think is the biggest problem in the world forks out it's again the forks yeah There's i'm too gonna many prongs save the forks thing one is up there single for prong, sure. just a spike i think that coming up with answers Sometimes to questions you know what and you know what and and you know what you know what fellas you're all correct however you're incorrect because oh, the no. actual biggest problem for obvious reasons, is the ocean. Uh, okay. uh, oh, too wet. Uh, that's right. Too, much too wet. Much too wet. It's unpleasant for all. However, the actual biggest problem is that in the oceans, the many um, things alive in the ocean are dying. And you know about this and you've heard about it. What many know about is the many species in the ocean that are dying and how it's very sad and how um, 99% of species in the ocean live near the shore did you know about this have you heard about this because shoot shoot, that's exactly correct shoot because 
that is also the area where people, men specifically, put their dirty asses. And that is why there are so many plants and animals that are dying because all of the species live right by the shore. And that's where men put their dirty asses. So listen to this. So because this is true, because um, all of the species live so close to shore, because the sun can affect shallow water, it can make plants, which Mm. makes lots of animals able to thrive. What if we make some sort of shelf, ladies and gentlemen, mostly gentlemen, if it's a shelf that floats in the ocean and then there can be more shallow so that the sun can come down and plant life can thrive. And for this... Uh, shelf for this floating shelf gentlemen i'm asking for one billion dollars in order to brainstorm a way to make this shelf thank you okay oh a billion dollars just for the brain brain wow okay for to help you develop the idea but not even to implement it or okay not even have an ownership of it so i guess this is this the second that's exactly right okay yeah, yeah that's right Okay. Um, Interesting. A shelf yeah. in the ocean. Ooh. So I guess we could just tackle both these ideas like they're yes. one big idea. Yeah, that's kind of what yeah. I'm thinking. Is I'm thinking maybe we put these ideas together. We make it. We we package it as one product. Yeah. Marketing's gonna love that if we can. Marketing loves that it. Out. Yeah, vertical integration, synergy. Mm-hmm. I do feel like there's a connection in terms of things men do wrong. Right. Yeah. That's, yes. One of them is asking yeah. questions that's outside true. the bathroom. And the others dipping say, our dirty asses inside the, the ocean, <laughs> shallow. Does, so, you, yeah, does your boyfriend have a dirty ass? And is he asking yeah. about his dirty ass when you're in the bathroom? And you just don't want to hear about it. Whether yeah, how often are his questions related to the ocean, the beach, I his ass, his filthy often. ass? Right, I would love just like one question at a time. Sherman, what was your question? How often do the questions that your boyfriend is ha- is insisting on asking you on your way to the washroom, how often are those questions related to... The beach related to the ocean, creatures in the ocean, or perhaps his dirty, his own dirty, filthy ass. Um, yeah, I would say that it feels like always, but also the questions will surprise you. Like it often, the they're surprising in the way that like you feel that they're not urgent and that they could wait. I'm way more interested in this one. I gotta know more about these questions. <laughs> yeah, as many examples as you feel yeah. confident offering. Absolutely. It just feels like any question um, that has crossed his mind, it's almost as if he collects questions throughout the day and does not ask me so that he has some ready for when I am in the bathroom and I'm not available to take questions. Mm. So a lot of them are very interesting um, and and I would love to answer them. It's just like context is so important. You know, like, you know, if he has a question about the ocean, for example, maybe he wants to know, is the ocean hot these days? I don't know. He has a very curious mind. Legitimate questions, but not well-timed. Not well-timed. Absolutely. But if, for example, he were to write them down and collect these questions, and instead of saving them for when I do not want to answer them and I'm angry at him for asking, what if he were to ask me them at a time that I would love to answer them? Additionally, as a way to avoid conflict. Right. This is a relationship saver. Yeah. Can I ask, how how often would you say uh, your boyfriend disrespects other people's time? Or is it just yours? Um, I'm pretty confident in saying that it is is just mine because Mm. for the past year we have been just in this um, one bedroom apartment and I have observed that it has been primarily my time that he does not respect. Mm. 
could it be now this is not an attack on your character i'm just trying to ascertain what kind of uh relationship you've got um could it be this is a one bedroom that's a small situation could it be that you're spending more time in the bathroom that you now that you've entered this relationship yes. so I'm, i i'm hearing what you're saying and yes i have been having phantom i've bs all year um in order to have some alone time and that is a very good right. point that you're picking up on however he does not know that it is phantom and and i still feel equally disrespected could i just say this confirms what i feel about ibs in general i don't think it's real and you don't have to call it i you don't have to call it phantom ibs because it's right there in the name it's yep. just i bs and we're yeah. putting the emphasis on IBS. The BS. oh people ask me people say oh oh sherman what does ibs stand for they ask me they come to me and they ask me i say i'll tell you what it stands for it stands for it's bullshit that's right that's right it's it bullshit. always has yeah. been it always yep. will be and i'd like now to list some other things i don't believe in covid the list the list yep. goes on thank you <laughs> Well, this goes on. Well, yeah. yeah, I remember a time where I remember the hold that gluten as a concept had on stand-up comedy and how every goddamn stand-up comedian was like, oh, you can't have gluten. Oh, how sad for you. Just eat some bread, blah, blah, blah. As a actually celiac gluten intolerant person, I took those jokes really to heart and was like, you know what? You're right. I'll just have the diarrhea. And I'll gaslight myself on your behalf, and I'm thankful for it. Well, you're trying to climb the ladder of that's of, right. Yeah, exactly. So I feel that I have earned the right to go to the bathroom for as many hours as I'd like throughout the day because of those difficult years. That's good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and th- and thank you for standing up. You know, one of my kids, their middle name is Celia. That's beautiful. You know, that's it a beautiful me name. Of, you know, some of my favorite. You know, you're reminding me of. Sort of a you know, some of my favorite stand-up comedians like uh, Jungle uh, <laughs> Jerry, <laughs> Jungle Jerry, and uh, yeah. and of course, so funny. yeah, of course, Jungle uh, Jerry. I had his oh, album. I had his first have, album. He, 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 uh, it's, you he's know. better if you you have to see him at the cellar. And he kills. He kills. You got to see him at the cellar. Yeah, you got to see him at the cellar in a small room. The key to Jungle Jerry is just how quickly he abandons his material and starts talking about who in the cellar doesn't look normal to him at that moment. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't conform to the Jungle Jerry's idea. That is the greatest part of the old um, comics, like talking about like the cellar community in like the 90s. They're like, you know what? If you showed up and you had a shirt on that wasn't a plain gray t-shirt that smelled bad they tear you apart they mm-hmm. just tear you apart and oh, there's yeah. a better that time a whole, yeah it's a better it time a better, oh that yeah, was better right. yeah it was better then it was yeah. way better then you know I, I bring up jungle jerry because he had this great bit called uh just eat the bread you old pig <laughs> and it's a it's a story that's <laughs> yeah. gotta be fake he gotta have been making it this. has it's, to be it that's off his album. I remember that album. It's that's off Whack-A-Mole. Yes. In that same album, he talks about how no one hits their kids anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, my gosh. Oh. Do you remember how he tagged Brilliant. that? Do you remember Remember how he tagged that one bit about, that's like, just drink the coffee, you whore? Oh, yeah. my gosh. Oh, my <laughs> drink the coffee, oh, you old dead whore. Oh, my I gosh. I love the Jungle Jerry bit about, not, about how no one hits their kids anymore. Because I love how he starts out and he's like, uh, I'm sorry, do you need to put um, foam padding around the bathtub? now are you worried your kid's gonna slip into the bathtub how about um how about i just cover my hands in foam in case i accidentally poke your kid everyone's losing it losing it and then i love how he just like he gets more and more serious 
Yeah. Yes. And he just starts saying, yes. like, bring out your kid here. Bring him here. Bring him here. Bring him to the cellar. He says, go home and bring him. We'll wait. And we go want home, bring them. Put your money where your mouth is. I want you to wallop on your kid. And you just yeah. hear the audience become afraid. And that's when, that's yes. that jungle missionary magic is yes. the way he would turn laughter to yes. fear. I think that bit is on the B side of that, of his album. My dad had it on vinyl. It was one of the first comedy records I ever listened to, but I think it was called, let me just tell you a little thing about my bitch wife for just a minute. Yeah. And here's the crazy thing. Bitch was bolded, but yeah. wife was crossed out. Right. Like yeah. that, that was asterisk. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You guys are so funny, but can I have $1 billion or not? Because I do have other pitches this week. So the, the billion dollars is for the shelf in the ocean. Is the billion dollars also for the whiteboard that your boyfriend would write his thoughts on yeah, while you use the bathroom? The whiteboard is closer to um, 20 or 30 bucks, depending regionally on what your, um, your, your staples is looking like, if there's any kind of clearance deal. But I am willing to do a bundle. Right. Okay. That's pretty good. We're getting two for the price of one. That's right. Uh, I have a question. The shelf in the ocean is so uh, just what you're what are you imagining? This is like a floating platform that goes down a little bit. Um, that's a, that's why I'm asking for the money is to brainstorm the way that we're going to do it. And I oh, feel that I know, was yes, pretty clear course. about that. Yeah. yeah. Can I yeah. ask a really yeah. sort of straightforward, brutal question about your ocean shelf? Absolutely. Let's say we see this little plan through and you get your precious little shelf in the ocean for all the animals. Right. Where the hell am I supposed to dump my big dirty ass? That's the question. <laughs> when I go to the beach, what am I sitting on a little shelf? How else is a man supposed to clean his, his dirty ass? Yeah. Thank you. The salt water, it's good for the crevice in there, and it kind of clears off the flakiness and the dead skin that's in there and the crack. We've all read Moby Dick. Starts with the the famous line, the ocean, the bidet of the planet. <laughs> Could I just oh. say, Sherman, I love that first line of Moby Dick, and then I love the famous second line, oh, by the way, call me Ishmael. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I am proposing perhaps some sort of conservation area for the, for human male dirty asses in order so that you don't go extinct. <laughs> wow, That's important. Okay. That's really good. Conservation is the first step to remembering, to protecting yeah. the things that we have. Yes, and honestly, even more important is like public perception. So I maybe if we get like a new design for like a loony or like a five, we could get your dirty ass yes. dunking right. into the water as into um pond. into like a pond or a bucket even depending on the bucket. size of your ass while we do mm -hmm. the illustration That's fun. I like that. you know what that reminds me of when you say bucket it reminds me of how i uh lampooned the als challenge by dunking my butt in the uh, <laughs> in the ice bucket that's right yeah yeah <laughs> That's before yeah. I knew what it was for. Right. In my defense, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize. I thought ALS was some sort of a soccer league. Yeah. I didn't realize we were raising money for... People come to me. They used to come to me and say, Sherman, Sherman, what does this ALS? What does this ALS stand for? I said, I'll tell you what it stands for. It's a load of shit. A load of a shit. Load of shit. A load of shit. Sherman. Yeah. Hey, Sherman, hey, you're hey, a just, dingers. He's hitting buddy, dingers I, today. I'm a Sherman, I'm a what, is, what does COVID stand for, Sherman? I'll tell you, it stands for absolutely nothing. It's bullshit. I couldn't. I, what it's could it stand for? If it Sherman, don't shirk your job. Exist, Sherman, buddy. I have an additional question. What does okay. LGBT stand for? I'll tell you what it stands for: lettuce, gluten, bacon, and tomato. Okay, well, 
I'll I'll be clear, you know, I I don't know if you heard the intro bit. I'm having a bit of tough I'm having a tough time with money. So, you know, for that reason I can't give you a billion dollars, but I do want to help with the creation of the show. Oh, get the hell out of here. I want to stick my ass in the ocean. I don't want stick my ass. You say I stick my ass in a bucket. You say I stick my I can stick my ass in a pond or some sort of a little gully or a ravine for some some sh- shadowy little corner for men to tuck their asses in a shame. Do you think that I go to the ocean to dunk my ass because that's the only place I can find water? No, Splash Sister, I do it to desecrate the wild. I do it to <laughs> cause a scene. Hey, this is a solution because your dirty ass is killing the oceans. And if I don't we give do a this, shit. We yeah. can put we can put all of that part of the ocean that you're killing with your disgusting ass. We can put that into the middle of the ocean so that the shallows can be exclusively for your disgusting anus. Oh my god, the okay. shelf goes further out, but it leaves a gap to the shore so I can still dunk my ass. I didn't see it that way. <laughs> I didn't way. know that. That's no. so good. Okay. Listen, that was a wow. A 180. You really cooled Hank off with that. Yeah. I am well, Hank I am and his fucking rank ass needs to check himself <laughs> before he comes love, in He could have just called him rank ass. His name rank is ass. rank ass. The big fan of Listen, I am, I am, rank. I'm butt, butt naked cannonball slam dunking my own asshole directly into this pitch. Uh, I'm in. And you know what? Just before we close it out, I'm in too, but you guys got to lend me the money to give to, you know, to make Absolutely it work. not. No, you're not, not going to let me get in on this. You mooch. It's huge. You mooch. Hank, mooch. you and your stinky ass, share your money. No. And just for insisting <laughs> on that, I'm out. I'm so far out. And you know what I'm going to fund? Yep, that's right. He's He came to me. Your boyfriends talk to my girlfriend when she's in the bathroom business. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I did not realize that I was going to come on here today and be assaulted. Then you didn't do your research, honey, because this is the rat's nest. <laughs> Library's open, sweetheart. That's right. Come on. Well, I still am thankful, Sherman, for your investing. Thank you, Francois. It's been a pleasure having you here in the nest. Can't wait to... Uh, Dip my ass in that ocean and scrub it along the beach, that newly shallowed out area of the ocean. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I want to thank my two billionaire bad boys. I want to thank Hank Ass. Oh, always a pleasure, Sherman. You came to me first. I was caught off guard. I had Dunk you, buddy. my ass. That's a surprising <laughs> turn of events. Dunk my ass and call me Sherman. I want to thank Jeremiah St. Baby. Yes, and I am no baby when it comes to my responsibilities as a billionaire, guys. I'm going to do that duel. I'm going to rip a billionaire's hair off. I'm going to stay in this club. You goddamn watch me. God bless you. God bless you, Jeremiah. I want to thank Sophie Buttle. You can find Sophie Buttle at Sophie Buttle on Twitter and albums upon albums of comedy. Uh, This person is outputting into the world, the universe, good things, positive things. Pay this person money. Pay this we are. money as well. Check out check out Jungle Jerry too, and, and my favorite Jerry, album, Whack a Mole. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes, and thank you. And I've been Sherman Michael Shunk, and I want to thank our producer Stefan. Thank you so much, Stefan. Join us again next time in the Rat's Nest. Bye bye.